up, guys? We're back. Episode 180. We got Ted here. Biz Dev was unable to make it because his father's 60th birthday. So shout out to Skipper. Uh, big friend of the pod. Glad to hear that. Hal's not here because he went off and got married. Hal is now uh, a husband. And uh, we're going to kind of talk about some stuff later. But congratulations to this kid. I've known him for forever. Uh, chicken wings, beer, Cool Ranch Doritos, Grizzly Wintergreen. Kids of a legend, and uh, I'm really happy for him. I'm proud of him. Again, we'll get into a little bit later. So, on this episode of the Morning Skate, we have Fink, our Dallas Star guy. Uh, he's been on trivia. I don't know if it's the trivia that we released. Have you been on two trivias? Been yeah, I've been on two trivias. The first one was released. I think we're uh, we're waiting, anticipating uh, with with our hearts wide open for the second one to drop. I think, I, hey, listen, man, I'm right there with you. It's it's a process. I think how it's going to take over. And uh, we, we haven't got it. We'll, we'll get around to it. But thanks, thanks for hopping on, man. I know this is a big podcast for you. One, because it's your first full podcast, which I'm pumped about. Uh, you do another podcast on the side. So actually, let's, let's do a brief intro, dude. If people don't know who you are, who are you? And what do you do for the morning skate? Why are you here? Uh, I'm okay. First off, huge shout out to the morning skate. Uh, I started with this, uh, with this group back. I want to say what last November, December, it was funny because I am a Dallas stars guy born and raised in Dallas. Uh, so a lot of people don't know what ice hockey is down here, but I'm trying my best to pump out as much content to educate people and let them know it's not too intimidating of sport. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've grown up in Dallas. I was here when it came to uh, town back in 93 from Minnesota. Since that city, the state of hockey couldn't keep an NHL franchise. No big deal. That's just uh, something that we'll get into a little bit more later. Um, but yeah, I love the sport. I love the atmosphere. I love the people around it. Um, I've got a cool podcast with a couple of homies that write, uh, wrote with me in the past at Wada Hockey. You can find us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. And then, uh, yeah, same with me at Laces Al Finkel. Uh, shout out to Ace Ventura. When you have a last name like Fink, you get a lot of nicknames. That's one of them. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm just, I'm pumped to be here, man. I mean, you've been a trained professional since the moment you've jumped on. I wanted to give you kudos again. This guy, I mean, he pumps out blogs like it's, I mean, you were pumping out blogs and your team wasn't even playing yet. So, and that's I mean, gonna be our epi- uh, one of the things we're going to talk about NHL in the news, but we're, we're happy to have you, man. And uh, sky's the limit here. So I think what we're going to do, NHL in the news, and we're, we're, I think we at this point, we just kind of get it going. We start talking some hockey. Sweet. All right. First story, NHL in the news. I actually think I'm going to let you introduce this one, dude, because I know it's it's near and dear to your heart. I mean, it's been a while. Uh, obviously, the Dallas Stars were the uh, head down uh, recipients when it came to the uh, Stanley Cup. Uh, I like to call it the $5 footlong Liberty Biberty Bubble Special Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, but they finally made it back. Obviously, they did not have a good start to the season. Uh they did have 17 positive COVID tests, but they were finally able to hit the ice on Friday night against the Nashville Predators. Uh, big shout out to, I call them the Meow Meow Kitty Cats from Pop Country Capital of the World uh, for letting us uh, open our season with a, uh, God, I hate to sound like this, but a Texas-sized touchdown, 7-0. to zero. I mean, they, I, I, I sound so cliche when I say this, but after the first period, the boys just absolutely buzzed out of the gate. Uh, big girthy PP and PK. Um, Essa Lindell, defensive uh, specialist, offensive juggernaut, uh, broke through two defenders and had a shorty. 
Um, there was one downside, and that was Jamie Benn did uh, get buckled on his knee pretty bad by, I think, uh, Victor, what is it, Alfredson? Ar I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, Arvidsson. And unfortunately, uh, Ben is day-to-day, -day, but it looked like one of those hits that was a career ender for, let's say, a basketball player or football player. Uh, Jamie Ben was helped off the ice and came back out on the following uh, power play, but he is currently listed as day-to-day. -day. But, I mean, Stars Hockey is back, and they've got a chip on their shoulder. Uh, Anton Hudobin, also known as Dobby, had a fantastic showing. It was his first ever opening night start, which is wild to think about. Uh, it was his ninth career shutout, and it was 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 his 100th career win. So uh, Dallas is super stoked to have hockey back. Uh, the Stars are obviously excited to be back on the ice. Uh, Bones is going to have his first full season as head coach, and I mean, you can tell the city is pumped. I, I have a little trail right behind my uh, my apartment complex, and there was a, a guy walking around with an Alexander Radulov Winter Classic jersey on. So, I mean, people are just wearing it just to wear it. So, super excited. Obviously, you can hear it in my voice. That may be the coffee that I had this morning, but I'm just excited to be back and talking hockey. So, I mean, to go in a 100th career win, I don't think he's ever been an, a bona fide number one, right? Like, he kind of took over for Ben Bishop last year in the playoffs. When he was on the Bruins, he followed to Garask. I, I, I don't know if it'd be easy to look up. I wonder what backup goalie in the NHL, like, had the most successful career in terms of, like, wins. That's something that I might write down and they try to figure out. Ninth career shutout, unreal. Jamie Ben happened. I, I just – I think, like, during – the stars game there was like something going on in our text group and like people just kept talking about it, talking about it. every two seconds you'd be like but the stars are back <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean it, I, I literally was a one-track mind kind of guy on friday every single time someone said anything to me i was like that's awesome but did you know that the stars are playing right now uh and yeah i'm i'm just extremely excited you know being obviously one that hockey's back and two being able to cover the stars here with the morning skate for this first full season back. I'm just extremely pumped. And, you know, if you're a stars fan after Friday night, you can breathe a little bit easier. Uh, they've got a game tonight, which we're recording here on Sunday morning, uh, Sunday afternoon against the predators again. Uh, and, and I think the predators are going to come out hot and they're obviously it's kind of hard to have a, you know, a memory loss when it's such a short term turnaround. So, We'll be excited. I think that's going to be a fun story for all teams moving forward is the fact that they're going to play each other on consecutive nights sometimes. Uh, and hockey players don't forget. They're elephants when it comes to the brain up top. So they don't forget anything. I'm actually going to make a quick pivot because we talked about playing back to back. This wasn't supposed to be the next story, but I already kind of have it lined up. Uh, the Canadians have been playing the Vancouver Canucks and game one, uh, there was kind of a gutty hit. It was third period. Um, I think we're down three one or something along the lines. Tyler Myers comes out of nowhere and nails Joel Armia. Here's the video. Ooh, that might be higher than that. Velocity the arm went up immediately. Yeah, that might be shoulder. That's going to be a. All right, kind of a gutty hit. Uh, you mentioned back-to-back, -back, and this is what I love. Uh, at Joel Edmondson and Tyler Myers dropped the gloves almost immediately the next game. Uh, Habs Edmondson on pregame conversation with Canucks Myers across the red line. I just asked him if he would give me a fight. Our team wasn't a fan of that hit Thursday. He stepped up. you got to respect that, but I still wasn't a fan of the hit. 
these back-to-back games are going to be so fucking awesome. And, like, you're seeing it everywhere. I remember the last time the Jets played the Maple Leafs, Neil Pionk took a run at Mitch Marner at the end of the game, and then you had Tavares and Shifley going at it. And I just feel like the back-to-back playing these teams over and over and over again, you're going to see those rival- the rivalries that everybody talks about in, like, the 90s and shit. I'm hoping we start getting some really heated rivalries now. Yeah, I really just want to call out uh, my least favorite player on the ice. The guy off the ice is an, is a great – he's a great person for the sport of hockey. He brings a lot to the table, and he gets a lot of recognition to the sport. P.K. Supan is an absolute pansy when it comes to being on the ice. The dude never answers the call, even though the caller ID is saying it's for him. It's so obnoxious to watch him play and skate around. And I, I don't know who it was that was talking to him. Uh, it was with, with Boston, Boston Bruins kid. Trent. 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 Frederick, Frederick, uh, old Kermit, as he was called in the group chat. But uh, yeah, I mean, you got to answer the call. And but to to really just answer your point, I'm so pumped to see these rivalries heat up. I want to see more fights in hockey. I cannot stand the people that say fighting doesn't belong in hockey. If you think fighting doesn't belong in hockey, maybe you don't belong in hockey, and we should talk about it on the side. But I really think fighting is a beautiful part, uh, part of the game. If if anyone that is watching or listening to this now, I would highly recommend going and watching the documentary called Ice Guardians and learn a little bit more about the art of fighting in hockey and realize that it's not two grown-ass men just beating the shit out of each other. There's a mentality to it and there's a respect to it. But to, to just really wrap up what you're saying, I cannot wait to see these rivalries bloodling and I want to see some scraps. I want to see some uh, line-clearing brawls. I want Gary Bettman to swing his little toesies off his chair and have to do some uh, do some hard thinking about what this uh, league is going to look like in the next season. Yeah, I, I think it kind of drives me nuts too. The people like hockey doesn't blow, or fighting doesn't belong in hockey. I will always support what the players say and do, and like that's how it's going to be. And I think the players want it in there. You know what I mean? And there's a reason why it's there. It's there to stick up for your teammates. It's there to, you know, get some momentum on your side. And this is something that I know hockey culture gets, like, fucking torn apart all the time on Twitter. But, like, this is a fundamental part of it. And like you said, like, it's in the game. So if you don't like it, maybe there's a different game you should watch. And I know the fighting's gone down or whatever. Totally get that. But, like, I think it's always gonna and should have a place in this game. So, I don't know. It was nice to see uh, Myers drop the gloves to you and not kind of just skate around. We'll talk about PK a little bit. He's, he's going to be <laughs> my heroes. But the big, the big news story this week was uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois and John Tortorella. I think the first thing happened is Dubois got benched and Tort said that wasn't a benching. When I bench him, you'll know it. Fast forward to the next <laughs> to the next game, and Dubois just goes out for a casual stroll on one of the shifts, uh, loses a puck that he should have had easily, and then is glued to the bench. And then after the game, they're talking to Torts. He's like, I told you you knew when I would bench him. I think he only played like minutes. Uh, and obviously that got out of control. There were a lot of rumors, this and that, this and that. Pierre-Luc Dubois gets traded with a third-round pick to the Winnipeg Jets for Patrick Laine and Roslevic. And this is weird. This is from Down Goes Brown. Before yesterday, the last uh, time two top three picks from the same draft were traded for each other was 1995. Number one pick Brian Burrard and number two pick Wade Redden were swapped. That deal happened on January 23rd, 1996, Exactly 25 years to the day of the Line A Dumont trade. That's insane. That is wild. As uh, Jeff Goldblum said it in Jurassic Park, life finds a way. You know, <laughs> that's I, I had no idea that was even a thing. I didn't realize that it synced up to 25 years. Um, I, a huge trade. I mean, this is why hockey is fun. I, I like watching stuff like this. Obviously, uh, any press is good press. And unfortunately, Pierre-Luc Dubois was paired with Torts, and 
Torts has a, a history of, of being pretty stern with his players. And I, I guess uh, Senor Dubois was just not a fan of the way Torts ran the, the franchise. And I'm just, ex- I'm, I'm really baffled uh, that they couldn't do something in the off season. Uh, but, you know, super interesting. I'm, I'm personally not a fan of the trade just because now that means that the stars have to see line a eight times, even though we escaped him uh, within the division, but you know, that's how hockey plays out. And I'm interested to see how, uh, how lining and Rosovic, uh sync up with torts. If, if they can, I think like the most telling thing for me is I know torts gets a lot of shit. A lot of players didn't like playing with them or vocal about it, whatever. They went out and they beat the lightning five to two, like that day. So to me, that just, one of two things, maybe this this distraction really was taking like a, a hold on the team. And also, like, you know, when he got traded, Torts walked in the locker room. He's like, all right, guys, we don't have to fucking think about that. Now let's play some Columbus Blue Jackets hockey. And the boys went out and did it. Like, that's why I understand why Torts can come off as like a hard ass and shit. You see it in the media all the time. But like, I would say when he was a coach of the Rangers, he had like Callahan and Davinsky and like all these tough guys and these guys willing to just go through a wall. Like the amount of shots that Dan Girardi blocked for that team was insane. And you know, that was something that Torch was preaching. So I think when the players buy in, he's clearly had success because some people don't, uh, I guess, buy into it or want to buy into it. I know Marion Gabrick tweeted something out because I don't think Gabrick and him had the best kind of thing. I think when it comes to Torch, he wants a guy who's going to play like a hard nosed grind type style game. And I think that's a lot of times where we see like these talented players who might not have that edge to them, not mm-hmm. really high end, but I'm happy for the Blue Jackets. They can now move on. Uh, Dubois is going to Winnipeg. I think he'll be good there. This is like a, a really even trade in terms of like, I think both teams got what they wanted out of it. Yeah. Uh, and, and to your point about the the team, the Columbus Blue Jackets playing more relaxed, I actually was able to watch most of that game. And, and it's exactly that. They looked like they were having fun. Uh, whether it be because that that weight was off the shoulders of the team or because it was just their afternoon on the ice, they just looked better than the Lightning. And that's really saying something considering the Lightning won the Stanley Cup less than half a year ago. So, uh, you know, it, it's very interesting. Uh, I think really uh, the only thing that can be asked is what what is this going to mean for like both franchises moving forward? Um, obviously, this is something that we in the chat touched on, but Neither Columbus or Winnipeg is really a destination if you're an NHL player. Uh, obviously, you put that jersey on and everything changes, uh, but no one's really pumping their tires to go to Winnipeg or Columbus, Ohio, uh, to, to get their uh, to get their life going. Um, but yeah, I think it's a great trade for both of them. I think the the Jets are better off for you know because didn't Line also have some issues with the Jets organization coming yeah. into the season? His his issue was the fact that he was never like really put with Shifley, like on their first right. stuff. And and I think uh Shevel Dayov of their GM came out and say like said that even when they did and they tried putting a line A with Shifley, the analytics weren't there, which I didn't really like. Like I I think analytics belong in the game, but at the same time you can't just be focusing decisions sorely on that. I don't know if that's right. what or not. But I, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like both of these players wanted out of these places and now they're going to different places that like, I don't know if they're really going to want to be there either. <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think the, I think the person that actually won this trade is probably Patrick Line because his contract is up after this season's over. So for him, I think this is an opportunity to show like, Hey, I still got it. I'm still a top three draft pick. Like, and I'm going to, I'm going to go out there every night and play for this team, even though they're not the most flashy or exciting for a coach that's the not, you know, not the most flashy or exciting. And I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, skate balls to the wall and show you guys that I still got it. 
Uh, you put me with a good line. But the thing is, I don't know, does Columbus have a line that's as talented as a line that would have been Shifley and, and Lining? I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. But no. I, no, I think I think uh, for some reason I get this weird thing that Line is going to really buy in and like tear it up for the Blue Jackets. I don't know why. Just It's just kind of there. I can see somehow mm-hmm. towards through to him and like because if Liney would ever really buy into that power forward type game grind every single time he's out there on top of the shot that he has I mean dude that when he first came to the league there were games when the, the Jets would play the Rangers and it was like Liney is clearly the best player on the ice and like it's not absolutely even. so it's he has that ability it's just the consistency I don't think has really been there yet but we'll wait and see uh, I mentioned the Rangers Tony D is back in the news I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even really know what happened. Uh, here's, uh, I don't know, it happened on Twitter. Apparently, Tony D'Angelo, or people think that he has a burner account. It's all these tweets kind of defending Tony D'Angelo and putting other people down. And I don't know if you know this, but if you want a quick 100 likes on Twitter, I think I said this last week, all you have to do is mention Tony D'Angelo and say bad, and everybody thinks it's like the coolest book. <laughs> um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go out on a limb. I don't think this is him. I, because the tweets are too perfect. I don't think that he would actually – there's no way. It's like it, – it's too it's too fishy. Like it, everything that he's saying is what every, everybody hates about him, and he's like continually done it. Like when he got called out, he was still tweeting about it. I don't think yeah. it's – again, people love jumping on that bandwagon and like being like that, but god damn it, Tony D. But here's the thing. If it is him, if Tony D has a burner account and this is his burner account, like – I'm sure the Rangers have told him, like, hey, can you pro- like try to take it easy? And if this is a burner account after being told that, like, dude, I, then get rid of him because he's just a distraction. But, I again, I don't think that's what it is. I don't. is. There's no way this is him. It's too perfect. I, I hope it's not. Just because if you're a grown-ass adult and, and you've been told, like, hey, don't do this, and you've gotten a little what – uh, what is Biz called? A little pee-pee whack? Like, if you get a pee-pee whack from the franchise – you got to know that like if you continue to do this and it's it's not a franchise per se like the coyotes you know not a big market doesn't pull in a lot of views most likely you know if one of their players is tweeting things out it's probably you know back page news this is tony d'angelo of the new york rangers one of the most recognizable hockey franchises in all of hockey uh, of all time people are going to be looking at you you I mean you madison square garden you know new york new york you're in it and for him to, to possibly be doing this is insane. This is the shit that basketball players do, Kevin Durant looking at you. but yeah. And on top of that, like he already knows people are like actively looking to like ruin him. Yeah. This isn't, then, this isn't just out of nowhere. Like People have been going at him pretty much since the moment he's been on the Rangers. Yeah, and, it's, and that's saying something when you had a guy like Sean Avery. Yeah. And, and Sean Avery is now like, He's no angel, but he's turned it around a little bit, I feel. And he's using social media as more of a conduit as a put. I mean, obviously, with the uh, the Instagram videos of him defending bikers in New York City, uh, I it's I don't know. I, I really hope for the Rangers and D'Angelo's sake that it, this is, in fact, not him. But as a hockey fan and someone in the media in some kind of way looking from the outside in, this is pure gold. This is absolutely hilarious. I think the chat was talking about it pretty much the entire day yesterday. And like I said earlier, any any press is good press. I'm, I'm just so happy that I was like out on the lake all day and I didn't really know <laughs> what was going on. And then I looked at my phone, it was Tony D'Angelo every two seconds. I'm like, I can't. Uh, oh, yeah. 
really quick. I don't have much on this, but the Canucks 33 goals against are the most allowed through the first seven games of the season since 1995-96. So it looks like the Vancouver Canucks probably start locking it up just a little bit. Uh, just a little fun fact stat. Do you have anything on the Canucks? Uh, I mean, my guy Antoine Roussel's on the Canucks. I haven't really heard a lot of commotion from him. I think, obviously, with uh, losing their uh, – was it Markstrom that went to Calgary? Uh, yeah. That's a huge loss for them. Even with who they have in net, obviously, it's uh, something that is, is still suspect a little bit. But Markstrom was was pivotal to that team. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see yeah. how they, they, they play moving forward. It's it seemed that way in the playoffs. Like it seemed like every two seconds they were bringing up how Markstrom was having a career year and like really came to his own, and then they got rid of him. I I, I didn't really understand that, but I think you're right. It's something that Vancouver Canucks definitely have to work on. Uh, and then we have two more NHL news stories. The NHL draft might change. I haven't seen anything about this until today. It was on Reddit. Apparently, a lot of the teams are like kind of spooked that a lot of these top prospects haven't been able to play games and they haven't been able to have scouts watching the games that are being played. Uh, there's some um, ideas being tossed around that there could be like they invite all the top prospects to like a rink and then they split up the teams and they just have them play like kind of like a showcase, which I think would be kind of sick. Yeah. Um, and then on top of this, this is from I think Elliot Friedman. I think there are teams out there that would be interested in seeing the draft move back to December or January instead of this July. And I think there's also a couple teams discussing the possibility of doing two drafts next June, a late 02 and an 03 draft on one day, and then maybe a few days later, an 03 and an 04 draft. So back-to-back drafts, like literally just skipping a draft and then having back-to-back. This is kind of nuts. Uh, what a weekend that would be. <laughs> like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, what do you have on this? I, I mean, I'm kind of with you where I haven't read too much on it. I've seen that it's a possibility. You just got to feel for the scouts. If you're an NHL scout, your backside's tight as ever right now, thinking that you've got to work not only on a 0203, but then 04 or uh, 0304. Like, the, you're, that's a lot of work in, in a very condensed time. Um, but on the draft, like, if, if anyone that's listening hasn't been to a draft and it comes to your hometown, go. It's such a cool experience to see these guys. Uh, the the stars were lucky enough to have a draft. I want to say back in 2018, and I was extremely lucky enough to go to that. But uh, drafts are an extremely fun part of of the NHL. Obviously, anyone that's picked up a, a remote control and played any uh, Chell on PlayStation or uh, or Xbox, like that's that's part of the game. You want to be drafted. You want to get into the league. So it's kind of fun to actually be there and watch it. But super interesting to see what the NHL is going to do on this. Obviously, they. Uh, they announced that they've been losing billions of dollars. So I think the more events that they can put on, the more opportunities they can bring in money to the league, they're absolutely going to take it. Yeah, I, they, they got to do what they got to do to figure all this shit out. I would, I'm kind of cool with that. It would be kind of cool back-to-back draft, same weekend. A lot of trades would be happening during that time. Absolutely. More news for us. And then lastly, NBC has told distributors and some sports leagues that it plans to shut down NBCSN Sports Channel by the end of the year. Um, I saw rumors that it's going to move to USA. I know, like during the playoffs last year, they had some games on USA. So I, don't, I think maybe the numbers did a little bit better in terms of like people have better access to USA than they did NBCSN. Mm-hmm. But we had Butcher Ross on, and he was talking about how uh, how there was going to be a bidding for the NHL and how he hopes the ESPN was interested. So it seems like I don't know if ESPN's coming back, but if it were, like the stars are kind of lining right now. It would be great for the sport, in my opinion, if ESPN got a hold of them once again. 
I think the sport deserves better than what NBC has given them, even though NBC has obviously been their home for quite some time now. I've never been a fan of ESPN. I'm sorry, uh, NBC Sports. Uh, The network has, outside of the NHL, hasn't really served me for many things. I know we were talking about on the chat yesterday. I think they've got things like the you know NASCAR and fishing. And surprisingly enough, as a kid from Texas, I don't really fish and I don't watch NASCAR anymore. Um, that doesn't mean I don't like going to them and getting plastered at the races, but I, I'm not going to actively get pumped on Sunday to turn on a, a race for four and a half hours to watch them do the same thing for four and a half hours. But uh, yeah, I, I want to see uh, the NHL back on ESPN, bring back the glowing puck. Let's get right back into the cheesy 90s look and and let Bucigross have his heyday. It would, I just can't wait for the music like that. Like the dun, 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 pom, pom, pom. Yeah. They've got to bring it back. They've got to bring it back. ESPN has got to get back with this. And, you know, especially with, you know, the NFL had that, uh, the game on Nickelodeon, bringing in a younger crowd. It was super goofy. ESPN's owned by Disney. So Disney can step in and do some work with the NHL. Obviously, having the Ducks franchise back in the early 90s, that there's somebody at Disney that likes hockey. So I think this is uh, definitely a, a, a no-brainer for the NHL if you're Gary Bettman and you're on your step stool getting up to your big boy desk. I think you need to go to ESPN and say, hey, look, let's make a deal. So super interesting. We'll see what happens. For now, it looks like they're going to head to uh, to the USA Network. All right. Well, we, we will see what happens there. Hopefully it works out for everybody. Uh, quick Rangers talk. I'm just going to be really quick about this. They dropped both games this week. I know I was chirping Jack Hughes about gaining 15 pounds and then doing a muffin into the corner, but he pretty much beat the Rangers by himself in their first game of the week. Uh, that was a tough look for me. Um, I, they just – I mean, they peppered Mackenzie Blackwood, shout out to the Adirondack Thunder, but just weren't able to get it done. And then they go into Pittsburgh, and they pretty much gave them two points at a 3-1 lead going into the third. Uh, D'Angelo was back in the lineup. Smitty was out of the lineup. The updates today are Smitty's in. Uh, Jack Johnson's out, which I'm sure a lot of people are going to be excited about. Uh, Blackwell is in. Brendan Lemieux is out, which I don't understand that. But my one buddy texted me and said, I'm going to like Blackwell's game, so I'm going to be checking him out. Uh, the Rangers, I mean, they're doing a lot of good things. Against the uh, against the Devils, again, they peppered uh, Blackwood. And then during the Penguins game, they were up 3-1, and they've been playing good hockey, but they just haven't been winning. And it's kind of frustrating because after the games, like the uh, – analysts are like oh you know what like they're but they're doing a lot of good things and it's like cool they're doing a lot of good things but like this is a short season and like we need wins like you can't you can only do good things for so long for so long before it's like okay well why aren't these good things turning into w's so we'll mm-hmm. see what happens skipping hockey tonight to watch the rangers hopefully that goes good uh that's my little rangers wrap up the bruins Hal's not here this week beer league i don't think we have really anything for that but we do have patty b voicemail so let's move on to the patty b online Hey, this is the Patty V Hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate. All right, and we have one voicemail this week. I'm pretty sure it's from Patty, so let's take it away. Hey, boys, Patty V here. Okay, um, given that your team is doing a cardboard fan cutouts, would you guys like to be doing them? All right, later, guys. Bye. All right, Patty B is asking cardboard cutouts. Would you want your team to be doing the cardboard cutouts in the stands? Uh, I know the Rangers have, like, this blue, like, chasing the Flyers, I think, have a white kind of backdrop. Would would you rather see the backdrop kind of blended in or see these cardboard cutouts in the stands? 
It's hard for me to say. Uh, I definitely think the the backdrops that they have right now are interesting, um, but I am very fortunate to be in a market where they said uh, that the pandemic doesn't exist anymore. So the stars are letting fans into their stands, but they're not letting them to the glass. So um, I would say cardboard cutouts. I, I think they're funny. I think they're cool. I think the Denver Broncos did some pretty funny cutouts uh, with the entire cast of South Park, every single character they ever did. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, again, like we were talking about earlier, any opportunity to bring more money to these franchises and to the league, I'm all for it. Uh, I know a lot of people are, are kind of butthurt about the logos on the helmets, but I mean, it's this month. It's a money, it's a money thing. What people got to realize is that the NHL, the NFL, all these franchises, they're a business first, a sports franchise second. So any successful business needs one thing and that's money. So I'm for it. Give me more cutouts. I'm all about it. Make them custom. I want to see all the weird characters. I feel like you can make money on it too. Like the Rangers were like, Hey, it's $5 for a cutout. And we'll like take a picture of your cutout on the seat or some shit like that. I would probably do it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so like, if I wasn't able to go to the game, I might, you know, I'd be, I'd be inclined to, to toss some, some cash, the, the stars way to, to get my mug on one of those cardboard cutouts. Yeah. Right. As long as I, I wonder if you had a cardboard cut out of yourself, where would you want it in the rink? Um, penalty box for sure. Opposing penalty box, just this this dead blank stare. Your creepy face, just you know, creep, creepy face, just full judgment. Like I want the face that like a mother looks at you, insulted that you know their child has just done something wrong. That's the kind of that's the kind of vibe that I want to throw off into the penalty box. I like that, and if not penalty box, maybe right next to the uh, the other team's backup goalie. Maybe just oh, in his head the entire game. Again, super creepy, just looking at him, really making a funny face. Just something where, like, if he has to go in, he knows that I'm watching him. Yeah, or if it's on NBC, I want my arms crossed, and I want to look super disappointed at Pierre Maguire. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Like, right next to – inside the glass, just like yeah. – just like, hey, right there. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. super upset that he exists. The, uh, the two bird, but thank you, Patty B, for the voicemail. Uh, if you guys want to call and leave voicemails, 518-309-2595. Check that out. Now we are going to get into our Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Hey, fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. All right, super positive week for me. I have three heroes. You have a hero and two zeros. We'll just do a little bit of alternating. Uh, my first hero of the week I went out on the lake yesterday, and I got buckled, and I played hockey from like 11 o'clock to 5 o'clock with all my friends. I ate hot dogs, drank beers. It, it was it was the most perfect day. The ice was pretty good. My buddy, uh, he made like these these wooden nets, so they weren't flimsy, and it was it was just awesome. There's nothing like being out there. I played the classic rock playlist. We had we had fans. It was uh, it was pretty good. I feel like every year there's like one time it's like that, and it was definitely yesterday. So. Um, it's gotta be tough living in Texas not having that, right? Yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, obviously with, uh, <laughs> the heat, we don't ever get any ice down here. Um, and you even more so now with these, uh, these rinks that we do have, um, which they're popping up all over the place. Uh, thankfully because the stars came to town back, you know, in the early nineties, uh, yeah, you have to schedule it and you only get a certain amount of ice time. You have to uh, sign up online and, and, you know, get ahead. But as far as outdoor play, it's non-existent. We have roller hockey. We have ball hockey. Um, they're, they're really, there's some cool leagues down there, uh, down here that are pushing ball hockey. I think I might get involved with it just to be able to get out there and you know, keep my mind sharp because I, I do play a little beer hockey here and there. 
uh, beer league hockey. And it's, but yeah, super tough. Can't have the days like you had yesterday. Uh, I saw the, uh, the feed uh, on Instagram and it looked like the perfect day to be on the ice. So it was sunny and the wind wasn't that bad. Do you, do you guys have a lot of like roller hockey rinks? Uh, no, believe it or not, we don't. We really don't have a lot of roller hockey rinks, and it's really upsetting. Um, I was able to utilize my my last apartment building and go up on the top floor. I've got some blades that I just took up there, but it's, you know, the gravel is not forgiving, and so they just chew the wheels up, like, in no time. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough break. Uh, a lot of floor hockey can be played here indoors, but it's something that I think, uh, which is – a big reason why me and the boys started the water hockey podcast is just to push the sport down here and, you know, hopefully get more recognition and get some more rinks out there. Yeah, absolutely. What, what do you have for, uh, for your hero of the week? Uh, I've just got one hero and that's the stars. Uh, they're back uh, and they're, they're, they're coming back with a vengeance chip on their shoulder. I'm just so, so pumped. Uh, everyone was awesome in the chat because I I've been just, chomping at the bit for some stars hockey i've been watching every other team get their opening nights uh so you know we got the got the western conference championship banner raised and i was just so happy to have stars hockey back so absolutely every single person that put on a stars jersey on friday around the entire city around the entire state anywhere that you're supporting the team uh they're my heroes of the week all right i'm glad the stars are back too dude i would have been crushed if the rangers hadn't started when everybody else did but hopefully that just means more games in a shorter period of time for you just a lot of hockey yep. it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a grind for these guys for sure for them but for you as a hockey fan that's fucking awesome can't wait <laughs> right uh my next year of the week gary thorne is not returning to the orioles broadcast in 2021 maybe this opens the door for a return to hockey again like if if they're going to go to ESPN and somehow they can bring back Gary Thorne. That would be just the most poetic ending of all time. So had to throw that in there. I've been, I've been pushing Gary Thorne for the last like four years. Okay. That's, you know, what's funny. This isn't on the notes, but I, I, this, this is a fun question I want to ask you. If you could take somebody from another sport broadcasting wise outside of Gary Thorne and put them as a hockey commentator, who would it be from any sport anywhere? Who would you want commentating hockey? Damn, that's hard for me, man. Because I, I'm this is, I'm gonna sound like such a hardo, but like hockey's like really the only sport I watch like super religiously. Yeah. And other than that, like I watch baseball, but I watch the Yankees, and I wouldn't want like Michael K doing a, a Rangers game. And yeah. I don't really like Joe Buck that much. I guess that Chris I hate Joe Buck. Mike Tirico actually does a really really good job, and I think he does hockey, but he's more of a, a football guy, isn't he? I think yeah, yeah, he is. So yeah. I, I guess I would pick him. He, I think he does a really good job. The Rangers announcer, Sam Rosen, he he does football games every once in a while. Obviously, Al Michaels would be kind of cool to be back with a little miracle vibe. But Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think it would be fun to get John Madden in his prime into an NHL booth to just see what he would do and say, you know, if you put the, net, you know, if you put the puck in the net more times than the other team, you're bound to win. Like, yeah. Just making yeah. just absolute stupid comments like that, I would love it. Or uh, Boomer. Like, that would be kind of cool. Somebody gets a breakaway. Like, yeah. That, be unbelievable but uh good question now so that's my second hero what is your first zero uh first zero uh you know I'm, I'm a homer so it's another stars thing uh the sinclair broadcasting company uh pull your heads out of your asses boys you're not letting us watch hockey down here 
Um, and on that same part, the NHL network, why would we spend hundreds of dollars to have your network if you're going to black out the local games in the market that people are watching it in? That blows my mind. Uh, if if uh, people listening are unaware, the Sinclair, the Sinclair Broadcasting Company oversees Fox Sports Southwest as far as their channel. That's the home team or the home channel for the stars here in the Dallas Fort Worth area all around the state. Uh, they're in a bitch fight with streaming services like YouTube TV, Hulu, uh, anything like Roku related or Sling. Uh, they don't have them as a channel and they're not allowing them to play. So uh, I, I like to pull this quote from uh, Archer and put a spin on it. But um, do you want illegal pirating of your NHL teams? Because that's how you get illegal pirating of your NHL teams. So I'm guilty of it. I'm going to stream every single game that I can illegally until the FBI knocks down my door. But yeah, Sinclair Broadcasting Company, give us our give us our team back. That's the only way you can watch the Stars right now is the stream. The only way, yeah. You have to have uh, like Spectrum cable. You have to buy cable, and it's 2021. People are not going to spend 112, 115 dollars on cable right. for one channel. Um, so yeah, we're gonna illegally stream. We're gonna ride that train until it you know falls off the tracks. I think something similar to the Avalanche happened last year. That's that's crazy to me. The fact that you can't turn on TV and then watch watch your team play like that's that's super not, frustrating. So stupid. Uh, and my third hero is Trent Frederick. You mentioned it earlier. Uh, I love what the Boston Bruins do with their players in terms of like the behind the scenes stuff. It seems like everybody's always mic'd up and Trent Frederick going at PK Subban. Like we've talked about this in the past about how like maybe PK should stop like doing, you know, workout videos, and, like focus on hockey. Like, <laughs> and and it was kind of cool to see an NHL player who thinks the exact same thing. Uh, he went at PK and he's like, yeah, go film another uh, workout video. You fucking loser. So, like, <laughs> it was kind of like wild to see that happen. And just the balls on that kid for being like so young to like go at PK who like, PK's been in the league for a while. I feel like PK is a pretty well-respected dude in the league. So uh, to just go at him. And, and the one thing about PK that I did like is like PK skates up and he's like, I'm going to fuck you up when I'm ready. When I'm ready. And then when I, yeah, but here's the thing. Like, obviously, I, I think that's fucking stupid. But like, I think that's so funny that he said like, when I'm ready. When I'm ready. It like covers his back. Like, I think that's kind of like a veteran type thing to do. I don't know. I laughed so hard when he said when he was ready. Like it's like okay. Like that's when, that's when like you're, you're like yelling at somebody's like oh yeah I'm gonna get you and you're like yeah okay all right yeah it happens you know so uh, Trent Frederick that whole situation was my hero. I laughed really hard at that. Yeah, anytime any shade gets thrown at PK Supan, count me in 100. Uh, percent Frederick, you're an absolute beauty. Thank you for saying what everyone else was thinking. That was unbelievable. And then you have one more zero. And this I is do. We're going to talk about the blog a little bit. You wrote a blog. I wrote a blog last night. Uh, I, I squinted hard at the keyboard. Uh, the Minnesota Wild released a teaser pick of their breezers. I've got air quotations going up right now. Um, and it really just it piqued my, uh, my anger. The, the Minnesota Wild had this weird infatuation with the North Stars history. And for those that are listening that don't know, obviously the Dallas Stars, you know, down here in the very, very south, southern region of the uh, united states uh were a team that came from minnesota the state of hockey as they like to call themselves and i find it really funny that a team or a, a state that calls themselves the state of hockey can't keep their team around because they don't show up to games even though the team's not that great uh yeah so the wild with the reverse retro have the the green and yellow the, they're beautiful uniforms um, i've got the north star logo behind my head i mean that's where the dallas stars came from 
But the Minnesota Wild want to keep pushing the fact that they, it's their history. Meanwhile, down in the the Lone Star State here uh, in Dallas, we've got three numbers retired with the North Star's color and logo in our rink. That's our history. It's not yours. Leave it alone. Uh, Alexa, play uh, Mariah Carey Obsessed, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get what you're saying. It, it's one of those things where – I think Minnesota is just really just trying to tie back the culture of the state rather than the culture of the franchise. But I get where you're coming from. It's like, dude, we're, we're the stars. You're not the stars. Like stop trying to like sell tickets using our team kind of a thing, which yeah. I like, totally get. I get that. I think that the biggest thing for me is the fact, like I, I love their reverse retro Jersey look. I think the wild logo is just, I just don't think it's great personally, um, but I love the color scheme. But it's the fact that they're using the stars that are shaped exactly like the stars that are on our uniforms. Yeah. So that's, I mean, if you want to use the green and yellow, beat it into the ground. I love it for you. Minnesota, obviously, you know, kudos to you guys for having cold weather and hockey. Uh, but that's that's our history. So it's like you can see it behind me on like the jerseys the star is the star that's on the dallas stars uniform and it, they're calling it like their the their heritage so i don't know i know i'm gonna get chirps from a lot of people from minnesota i love minnesota i've been there once i loved it it was like one of the first times i strapped on skates got to skate in the train station down there the same one that the mighty ducks filmed the movie in but uh hey leave leave our history alone that's ours you would think that they probably had to get that approved through the dallas stars right I think the Dallas Stars have finally just said, whatever, you guys can do it. I think they've been like knocking down their door and Tom Gillardi, which is the new owner or the, the owner of the Stars uh, for the last couple of years, um, is like, I don't want to look back. That's that We're not that team anymore. We're the Dallas Stars. We have a Stanley Cup banner in our rafters. What what do the Minnesota Wild have? Like, uh, thank you fans banner? I, I just don't, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I Minnesota Wild is always just going to, hold a weird place in my uh in my my fandom and uh yeah if you have any comments please uh at laces up finkel I'm, I'm here i'm here to chat whenever you want it's hard for me because i feel like the minnesota wild have always been a pretty boring team when they had gabbert they were exciting and then he kind of went away they have zuccarello i love zuc like he's probably my Same. favorite player of all time but i mean i'm happy that they have that kaprasov kid because i think that he's going to be disgusting i think he's gonna be really really good player so i I wouldn't mind seeing Minnesota get good because, like, I, it is the state of hockey. Like, like they they pack that shit for the high school uh, yeah. championships every year. So, I don't know, just something to look at. But that was our Heroes and Zeros this week. And now we have one more segment. We have this week's three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Three stars of the week. I had mentioned earlier that Hal got married. Uh, so about, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, we are trying to figure out what we are going to get Hal for his wedding gift, and we're bouncing ideas around and uh, came up with a Ray Bork-signed uh, frame jersey because he's a big Bruins guy. I don't think he's ever owned a, a Bruins jersey. Obviously, he's not going to wear this one. But we all pitched in, and we, and we got him a Ray Bork jersey, and like kind of got me thinking, what are the best wedding gifts? And like when I think wedding gifts, and I don't know if I was supposed to buy a present wife like kind of a joint present but like I, I don't know i was just like this is something he's gonna love forever all the boys agreed so we all kind of chipped in and got into it but this week's three stars what are what wedding gift would you want so uh i'm gonna go third we kind of talked about this before the podcast but i want like a sick office like really cool like memorabilia around a mike richter signed goalie mask 
would get me would get me going, dude. That would be an unreal unreal gift. Probably pretty expensive, I would imagine, but just something along those lines. If I if I were to get a Mike Richter signed goalie mask from the boys for for my fucking wedding gift, I would I'd be pretty happy. Dude. Yeah, that'd be sick. Um, my third, I'm actually going to change it up a little bit because I want to stay on theme with hockey. Uh, they are they're a big supporter of uh, our our boys, the U.S. Junior uh, National Hockey Team. Um, I want a lifetime card of Chipotle. Just Chipotle on deck whenever I can get it. Give me the – I'll put the sticker on the car just like you put the sticker on the boys' helmets right there on the front. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, pump me full of Chipotle all day, and I'm, I'm here for it. Dude, that's, I think uh, – doesn't Bryce Harper have one of those? I think that's, like, one of the only stories I know about Bryce Harper is, like, when he was, like, young, Chipotle is like, yeah, we're going to give you free Chipotle for life. And I just remember being like, fuck, I wish I was that guy. Like, that would yeah. be – yeah, and, and huge shout out to the movie uh, Happy Gilmore because that's where it derived from that Subway Gold car. He's like, yeah, I can eat Subway whenever I want. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm I would be, I'd be far off from not asking for that. And for the record, I did put Taco Bell. Everyone knows I love Taco Bell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's keep it in line. Chipotle gift. Okay, I'm okay with that. Uh, my number two star, my number two and number one are the same thing, but just different players. Mark Messier signed jersey. If he's getting right, Bork, I better get Mark Messier. That's kind of why I'm looking at it. Uh, true natural leader, brought a cup to New York. Uh, I actually just saw a picture of him, Gary Coleman, in the locker room. That picture always makes me laugh so far. Oh, yeah. uh, but, I mean, the moose, uh, just that would be an un- unbelievable gift to get. Uh, what's your second star? My second star is actually going to be kind of a uh... – a weird one. Uh, people won't expect it as far as like the player. I'm a big fan of the instigator. Like Roussel is one of my favorite all time guys. I've got his rookie jersey. That was awesome. Like Love he was so bad, dude. But like I remember, I don't know if there were like trade rumors about him leaving or whatever. But I just remember like wanting the Rangers to get him so bad. He was yeah. Just a fucking rat. But like that's a guy you want on your team. Yeah, and he's 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 not. He's an undersized guy. He skates his ass off, and he's French, which makes it even better. Uh, but keeping in line with that, I would want um, I'd want a Sean Avery Dallas Stars signed frame jersey. Uh, I think you and I have a common bond because one, Sean Avery, and two, Matt Zuccarello. Um, obviously, we had Zuc down here in Dallas for like a couple of games, but that's by the way. Let's press pause. That's like so disappointing to me because Zuccarello, if he, if he ended up on the Stars, would have been such a fucking good piece for you guys. Like oh him, on, like fucking Jamie Ben or Tyler Sagan or somebody who can score. Like he was so good on the Rangers, and he never played with anybody who was a fucking goal scorer. It was insane. Yeah, well, I mean, if you remember when he came to Dallas uh, for that last half of the season, I mean, the team absolutely loved him. I mean, we were so fired up to have him. There was uh, a- there was a quote. I think the coach was quoted that, like, yeah, everybody comes out to me and says that they want to play with them. Like, yeah, he's he's nice, and he's so he's the cutest little guy. He's the, <laughs> I mean, he's just like the friendly little hobbit. I, he's Frodo. He's NHL's Frodo. You want him to succeed wherever he goes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sean Avery, Dallas Stars signed jersey. It's I love those weird one-off jerseys. Um, you he know, wasn't keep, there for that long. How long was he there for? Not even half a season before he got the boot. He said something about somebody. It's so funny. Sloppy seconds. Is that why he got moved? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sloppy seconds comment. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, didn't last too long in Dallas. Um, but yeah, I love getting those like one-off jerseys like that. So I definitely want a Sean Avery signed jersey. Um, I'd want him to sign it uh, to Faso, my number one fan, um, just to have a circle back on. Uh, uh, on uh, what's his name? Um, why am I blanking right now? The the goalie. The goalie. He, he called Fatso. Um, 
Goldberg? Hashik. Sorry. Yeah, uh, was it Hashik? Oh, no, no, no. My bad, Broder. Broder, yes, Fatso. I would want him to sign it to Fatso and just so I could have that piece of memorabilia. <laughs> you said goalie Fatso. My first response was Goldberg. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how many players can go to one team, stay there for half a season, and then just create the biggest shitstorm against Boston where that becomes like one of like a really like viewed YouTube clip? Him and what was it? I think it was him, Steve Ott. Uh, yeah. that, that fight was fucking unbelievable. Like Sean Avery was that, was that in Boston? I'm pretty sure it was in Boston. They Might have been. And Sean Avery just went in there and just created the biggest storm. Yeah. Speaking of too, Steve Ott, another one of my favorites. Just in that because and the fact that him and and Sean Avery were on the same team at one point, yeah. and you had to deal with those two. Oh my god. Steve Ott played the game fucking hard. He laid yeah. out Cinderella one time, so I'm not a big fan of him. Yeah. But, Another guy that if he was on your team, he'd really like enjoy the fact that he was there. He, he played hard. Uh, and my number one star, this is going to be weird to probably most listeners, but when I first started watching hockey, my dad liked the Rangers. I liked the Panthers. I don't know why I liked the Panthers. Probably I was a goalie at that time. Uh, John Van Beesbrook was in Florida, and he had a sick fucking helmet, and I thought their jerseys were cool. My favorite player was Scott Mellenby. Just like if he, I was talking to uh, – friend of the program Greenway yesterday. I was trying to compare who Scott Mellenby would be, and it would be like a Jamie Benn, but like way more nails. Not saying that Jamie Benn isn't nails, but yeah. like how more nails the league was back then. Oh, absolutely. In terms of just like the same type of player, like going hard to the net, a fucking leader. Like, I don't know if you know this, but when uh, the Panthers like playoff games, they throw rat, like toy rats on the ice. Yeah, yeah. And because Scott Mellenby before one of the playoff games saw a rat and like killed the rat with his hockey stick. So like that's why – that's, dude, that's my guy. Scott Mellonby for sure. If I had a Scott Mellonby signed jersey, I'd be a happy dude. That would be sick. Did you I remember you was talking about Mellonby in the chat a couple of months back? Did you ever pull the plug or pull the trigger on, on getting the jersey? Oh, I didn't get the jersey. I'm waiting for it, dude. It's a lot of money to be spending on Yeah, it is. But uh his daughter follows morning skate and I've like messaged her. I've tried to get Scott on a hundred times, but I'm pretty sure he's the assistant GM of Montreal right now, and I don't think yeah. that- like too thrilled about him hopping on the podcast. <laughs> heard about, but one day, like that's my. Uh, I just would love to fucking talk to that guy. I, he, I'm sure the stories and he played on some really good fucking teams. The stories he would have would be unreal. But that yeah. that's for sure my number one star. Uh, well, the number one star I've got is I just want a sick ass man cave little workout area to watch the games in. Yeah. Um, if I could get something set up, we were talking before the show that. Texas really doesn't have basements, but I would love to have just a giant basement set up with, you know, maybe some synthetic ice, a little, uh, a little goal set up um, just to hang out, drink, practice, hang out with the boys, uh, watch a couple games and just have an office workout man cave like mix. I think that'd be sick. There's some, there's some pretty hardcore fans here in Dallas that like to share their man cave picks. And uh, there was one guy in particular yesterday on one of the Facebook groups we have down here that shared his man cave. It was sick. I mean, the entire, all the walls were painted in stars colors. He had all of his framed jerseys. The guy had like just countless pieces of memorabilia. That's the kind of place that I want to end up in. Dude, definitely. Hey, reach out to that guy and see if we can post that picture. I just, came okay. up we should start, we should start sharing like sick hockey man caves on our, uh, Oh, absolutely! I think we'd be uh, I think we'd be reminiscent if we didn't shout out the ultimate hockey fan cave. Uh, I was gonna say, dude, like they're all gonna be pretty cool, but nothing's gonna have anything on the, the shit that Ken and Jordy have done out there. It's yeah, like they're it's a whole other level. It really is. And I'm actually gonna watch uh, Ken's Budweiser application after this, just yeah. to 
been in a while and just always keeps me going. But uh, oh, man, last thing I forgot to mention, I want I just want a bubble hockey set up. I love bubble hockey. That'd be cool. See, I've never played it, and like I'm not good at foosball or anything like that. But I would want it just to have it. Like I would yeah. want it to be like a decoration. Hundred percent. Yeah, those things are wicked expensive, like three grand. But it'd be so worth it. Yeah, I wish I, I don't know. I don't have the the skill set to make one. I wonder if people make. Them. I don't know. Yeah, I absolutely do. There's a guy on Instagram. I'll have to pull his tag and maybe uh, throw him a mention. But he's the one that did the the Boston uh, uh, rink, and it's super immaculate all of the details he paints all the seats he's got bathrooms and concession stands but it's a legit rink like it's a table hockey setup it's like i'm sure you've seen the one they have the ultimate hockey fan cave it's a lot like that where it's got like the giant walls and it's yeah. it feels like you're actually playing a bit of the game dude i was watching the rangers game the other day and they do like the msg 150 where they like kind of go down the list of all like these cool things happening in hockey there's this person who builds arenas and stadiums out of cardboard and like paints the cardboard and all this shit. And somebody made an MSG one that had uh, the New York Rangers ice. And then you could take the ice out and put in a Knicks floor. You can take That's that so out and put it their flooring circus. They had a Billy Joel piano with like the, all the banners were up and shit. And they had like the chase bridge. Like it was all out of cardboard. It was a teacher who had a bunch of cardboard lying around. He's like, okay, I'm just going to start doing this stuff. And like, <laughs> did it, which is fucking weird, but like That's really awesome. cool. Yeah, I think they're going to end up auctioning it off. I'm not, I'm not sure, but this podcast, I don't think I really have anything else. Think, do you have anything else? Do you have any last thoughts for our listeners? Uh, just pumped to be here. I, I, I'm I'm, ex- I'm extremely excited. Uh, you asked me to come on and, and uh, chat some hockey with you. Uh, I love being with uh, the Morning Skate. I, I want to be able to talk to the fans of the Morning Skate a little bit more. Um, but, yeah, just follow me on Instagram, Twitter, at LacesOutFinkel. Uh, check out the podcast at Wada Hockey. You can find it on all platforms. And uh, I'm just ready to get this season underway and, and be a part of the morning skate and just pump the tires whenever I can. I love it. Well, we're happy to have you. Uh, thanks for joining us. Everybody, thanks for listening in. If you get a chance, check out the video on YouTube. Subscribe. We're actually getting some subscribers, which is pretty cool. Uh, at morning underscore skate. Oh, yeah, it's at the ticker right there. Which is cool. but, yeah, not a big deal. We're moving up in the world. Yeah, we really are. We, we have like a show now. Uh, Episode 180 in the books. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Take it easy.